All right. What are you drinking, dude? Islands. Bit of hydration formula. Really? What's the live? Company? Yeah. It's what called, what uh, company are you drinking? It's called uh, GermanHydration.com. Is that really a company? <laughs> no, no. It's literally from it's literally from the supermarket. It's a bold move. It's a bold All fucking right. move. Good morning, everybody. It's live at the seven a.m. hour here with your host once again, back Birmingham. Hoot the sheriff and our co-host today coming in a strong second place with High Rocks doubles. JK all the way, aka JK. Dude, this guy Antonio uh, Lopez is saying hola in translation. I think that means James is a bitch. Now yeah. I don't speak Spanish, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that's what that means. Matt, you look you look chunky since Me? the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since the weekend. Yeah. That's nice. What, dude. What'd you do after our doubles race? Um, JK did fall in the beginning of the race. He tried to get in front of me and he fell fucking straight on his face because like an idiot. Hold on. Hold on. First, first and foremost. The ground? Hunter, Hunter not only, um, uh, Hunter not only tripped me during the race, but about mm. six hours later, he tripped my fucking girlfriend. She tried oh. to, she tried Walking. to kick me. She tripped my he tripped my girlfriend walking back to watch the pro men's. I couldn't believe it. The two of them are idiots though. They like to play this game where they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna kick the big guy," and <laughs> literally, his move was he got in front of me during the race and he just slowed down as my momentum is picking up, and his heel kicked the front of my foot and he tripped because I'm far bigger and stronger, and uh, he fell flat on his face, but he got right back up. And I then his right girlfriend was trying to be fucking cheeky. And tried to trip me, and literally, as my leg was just moving forward, she <laughs> fell over straight on her face, just like a boom. Oh, I heard it. I, I think it, he yeah. recently moved, so he's got to he's got to get his sea legs. He's he's used to the way the world moves over down under. Now he's got to get used to how the world turns over here. That's a bit different. Hey, over Hunter, here what do you that. think yeah, people are doing? The gay step up burpee broad jump. Lean, dude. Hey, I think. Do you do the step do up? The we step don't up. use we yeah, don't use I the gay word in here. Lean. Do you do the step up, JK? I do do the step up. Yeah, I like but is that because you have a gimp leg or something? What's going on? No, it's because uh, to be honest, I don't. I don't potentially think I can compromise run well afterwards if I do the jump like you do. To mm, be completely honest. But. We'll 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 see what happens next because I've uh, I've been training doing your little froggy thing that you do. It's called the hunter hop. No big deal. <laughs> the hunter hop. No big deal. So we'll we'll see. Yeah. So check this out. This is not sponsored at all, but I want to ask your guys' opinion. I got this because I chew too much tobacco now that I'm trying to lose weight again. Grinding. You got grinds. You've got New Orleans flavor. We've got wintergreen flavor. Like or, dirty, or pissy no. streets. What, I think it smells it? like the undercarriage of a woman who's been dancing in the humidity for days at a time <laughs> on tequila exclusively. What 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 actually is this, mate? I, I, I don't These know. These are coffee grinds. These are coffee, coffee grinds. grinds. You know, chewing tobacco, grinds. you stick it in your lip, you spit yeah. it out. Yeah. Um, 
So I don't know which flavor you guys want to go: New Orleans vanilla or wintergreen. I say wintergreen. Yeah, I'd, right. I'd go the wintergreen. All right, let's do this as a team. Hunter, just to clarify, do, do you do you chew tobacco or what? Constantly. I don't get it. Really? Yeah. As a weight loss tool. Right, yeah. I didn't know that. What? What? Um, li- have you been doing that forever, or ever since I was a teenager? Because we started doing it. I think the first time I ever did it was in military school. I was like 13, 14, and I'd probably been doing tobacco every single year, not at an aggressive rate. Like some people are crazy about it, but shit had to been 20 plus years now. What's the science behind losing weight with it? Well, you just don't want to eat. Yeah. You don't so want to eat, so appetite. you catch yourself sitting there, and you know I'm never fat. Like I'm never going to be the person who's a fat guy, but it's the difference between being like seven percent body, like you know, being around ten percent body fat and being seven percent body fat race weight. Yeah. And what you don't want to do is like really pull away from the calories at like an aggressive rate around your workouts. But what happens is that in between time when you're just sitting there and you're like bag of popcorn like five different kinds of sugary drinks. You're just like myself. I can't help. Like if you, if I turn my computer around, I have three drinks in front of me right now. They're all sugar based. And mm. instead of sucking down on that, I got this in my lip and I'm, I'm good to go. Good to go. Yeah. I noticed that you were like your photos of on the weekend that you've shown now, you are a lot chunkier than the world champs. Well, you gotta be dude. I mean, I, I'm a big believer in this is where I think people in the sport do things wrong. You have to build up like this incredibly strong base where you try to get as strong as possible. Because in, if you think about it, like if if you just think about it, when we got to those sleds, you guys were all doing the walk back method. I did it all with my arms. Yeah. And yeah. and it's it's off season for me, and I'm okay with that. And when I'm doing the ski and I'm watching you guys, like uh, it, you're probably at like 90%, and I'm down at like 85%. And whatever that number is, I'm just a couple percentages lower than you guys always because I build up this really big strength. And then when I take the weight off and I keep the strength on, that's that's a world record. Mm. Yeah. So, like, yeah, like you you were saying to me in the weekend, you're, you're probably 10, oh, 15 pounds heavier than what you would like to be to break the single world record. Is that correct? Big fat bitch. Yeah. 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 Big. Yeah. BFB baby, I'm BFB season. Um, it's just oh, wow. it's it's just like a math equation. Like I say this to people often, whether it be in business or in sports or in racing, like race car driving. You have to recognize when you're trying to become really good at something, it's not only the forward momentum that you have to focus on; it's also the friction against you. Like when you're building a rocket ship, you can't just put like a big horsepower engine in the back of the thing. You have to build it to be this engine that can travel through time and space with the least amount of friction possible. So it's engine building season, like this big fucking engine. And now I'm going to make that bitch aerodynamic and go for it. Mm. But, you know, we're as far away from that as possible at this point. Like I think we have like 250 days to world championships. Not not counting down. Did you know that <laughs> Graham and I – are pregnant? Yeah. Congratulations. Oh. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, hold on, wait. Oh, oh no. Wait. I've, I've got oh. A, uh, your energy bill went out. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, gotta pay shit. that bill. I've got a, uh, there we go. 
Got a, um, you got a time sensored light. <laughs> a time sensor light. I was I was about to say, you know, Graham and I beat your first run and then your ski. Have you had a look at our splits between each other on the weekend? No. Y'all did the no. first one k at like two minutes thirty seconds. Yeah, but well, you got to figure it's short though. It was well, at what? I reckon it was about eight hundred and fifty, Hunter. Well, yeah, because you had to come around that corner and that we entered out there. So it was a good, like, it was like the corner that we cut out for the first lap. Mm. You're going fast, but not that crazy. I'm sure you guys did, but that means you just didn't pace it properly. Well, it was funny because you still, you tripped me over and I still beat you to the skate. Like, it's just interesting, you know. I don't think that data stands against anything. (laughs) I told you, I said, man, I think you're going out too hot because I was running and I listened to James Kelly and it (laughs) sounded... He sounded like a stuck pig, like someone had hit him with an arrow and he was trying to run away. Like he was, he was, he was definitely pumped out already by like one lap in. Mate, my heart rate skyrockets at the start and I just know how to hold it for the whole time. And um, I just know how to, I just know how to hurt. But um, it was a fun race, wasn't it? I loved it. It's great, dude. I mean, I really want to find out. This grind thing is starting to taste kind of weird. I really want to find out where the potential is for doubles. So let me go to my questions here. Yeah. Got some good stuff for you here. I'm good morning, Jared. Is that Aisha. Jared back? Back key? Baraki? Jared Baraki? So overall, I mean, like, is in the position that you're in right now, I'm curious to think, like, you know, anybody who's listening to this and doesn't know James, we actually – I don't know if it was just because people are asking questions in general, but you've gotten more questions in our comment list than anybody else in history. Either we're getting more successful, you're really popular. Yeah, I'm not uh, surprised, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. So James took eighth at World Championships last year by like a last-minute loophole where one of the guys ended up pulling out of the race five minutes before World Championships, and then he, he, quali- he was in 16th place in qualifying, so he was out. And then all of a sudden, through somebody getting injured last minute getting in, you beat half the field, uh, basically, which is very impressive. Very, he Nancy very, very impressive. He, he hired someone like a Nancy Kerrigan. And- yeah, dude. I, don't know, is Nancy Kerrigan? Oh, I took all my clothes in there knowing that something was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Next minute. So yeah. you've had a tremendous amount of success, and I'm, I'm curious to think, like, that was year one, like a very kind of like, because you live in Australia, which is very hard for you to race at a high, like high level out of there. Like, what would you say is your big ambitions for this next year? And explain to us like what a season for somebody in your position looks like, because you're right on the quest cusp of not qualifying or qualifying. Yeah. And like, <clears throat> I think to, to to be simple and blunt, Hunter, like I as as much as you joked about it, but I agree. I didn't I didn't make the Elite 15 last year. Um I was just lucky enough to um to be there at the right place at the right time and I decided um to take my shot when Tim Vinish actually was out and then obviously did did well but to to be simple i want to make i want to race myself into the elite 15 that is my goal this year whether 
that's in Chicago in three weeks or or the next major. That's my goal. Um, but in saying that, mate, like <clears throat> I've got I've got other like fish to fry in this kind of industry now. All oh, this this um sport as well. I'm I'm coaching so many athletes around the world, and I'm not saying that that's more of a priority than my own um you know my own focus of making the elite 15 but i've got i've got other things in this sport as well as opposed to just focusing on myself which to be honest that actually i think is a really good thing personally because if i was just solely focused on me i think i would fucking i think i would beat myself to the ground so yeah, it's um to answer your question, it's to actually qualify for the elite fifteen. And you know, I, I don't fucking care if that's in fifteenth place or um you know, like, like I don't care if that's in Chicago or the last chance qualify. I think that's the way it'll work, but it's to qualify for the elite fifteen, which ultimately like as we know got a feeling that's going to that's going to be very tough you know with the 5836 right now. And so do you have like a strategy around this thing? Like you know right now you are probably 30 seconds away from being really safe. Like if you got a high 57, low 58, yeah. you're safe but not guaranteed. Um Marshall Couples is a local mother that loves watching our show. What's up Marshall? Um, quick. So like, what, what's your strategy there? Do you have somebody coaching you? Like who's giving you advice on this? Are you basically just in a room with a bottle of whiskey, drawing pictures and trying to make decisions? It's, it's pretty much been like that Hunter since day, like since um, my first race this time last year, it's pretty much been myself trying to learn and understand what I need to do to qualify and, and, to get better um it it's only recently that um and i'm not afraid to say it either like it's only recently that i've i've reached out to a few high profile coaches and athletes themselves and i've started to gain a little bit more i guess consultancy around who i am as an athlete and what i need to do um but i'll be honest with you mate i said it on the weekend i've raced I've raced twice this year and I've won twice this year. Now, those those two times, I did a 59.18 in Sydney and then did a 59.01 last weekend in 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 Munich, feeling feeling rubbish. Um, yeah, they're not absolutely amazing times at all. But what I've kind of what I've kind of told myself this year is that due to the fact that Hyrox has is changing. And the qualification system is changing towards, all right, you've got to race yourself into the Elite 15. I've, I've, I've been doing that to the point where, fingers crossed, if all goes well this weekend, I'll be uh, qualified for the first major in Chicago. And um, I'm going over there to podium. Um, I'm going over there with the full intention to have a red-hot crack and, you know, I'm, at the end of the day, I might not be up like I might not be up with the big boys like um, you know Kent or fucking hell. 
Clap on. Is he in the pitch dark again? <laughs> Who's the hybrid experiment? Uh, do we know them? He's a lad. He's a Mark from Manchester. Um, I, I, I do want to give a big shout out to uh, Fitness Racing Podcast. The man was there. Every sponsored High Rocks, High Rocks America, USA, you know, uh, international did not have any live stream. And uh, Fitness Racing Podcast was there, popped it up, and I was able to wake up at 2 a.m. my time and watch the whole race because of that man. So thank you. Well done, Ian. That, I, I got to say I'm livid. That was absolutely I'm, ridiculous. The, the, the main I'm livid with High Rocks. Put put a put out an announcement. We will have zero live streams across any of our you know uh, main account programs. Their investment of media at this point is so piss poor. It's crazy. Like I could I could hire a couple fifteen year olds to run their media department better. But I say that out loud and I'll, I'll get myself in trouble. But I'll put it to you this way: like we had two camera guys there and they couldn't get almost any of the shots. And they're preventing opportunities for athletes. They're preventing opportunities for sponsors to come in. They're preventing opportunities for fans to participate by like always picking the least level of investment in that category. Yeah. But Hunter, do you think Hyrox is doing that or, or, or not doing that? Like, because they're trying to obviously grow the sport for, for the, for the masses and they're not trying to create a, well, they are kind of contradicting themselves because they are trying to create a, this whole elitist of the sport and getting sponsored athletes, et cetera, et cetera. But then they're not. Um, then they're not. Shit like what do you think about there's golf yeah. doesn't golf doesn't make its money off of the pros. It makes money off of golf courses all around the world and millions of people buying golf clubs, balls, bags, exactly. shirts, shoes. But what you use is you use the pros to distribute all of the new branding, all of the new opportunities. I mean, it, it's such a cash cow business. And I'm telling you, man, like I, after years of working my ass off, finally have a deal with Puma now because they're like, yeah, we're investing in this brand so much and we know that the number one guy has such an impact on here. We want to get behind him because the amount of views and people like, dude, I had to have taken well over 500 pe pictures this weekend. And I've got a shirt that says represent on it and a pair of shoes that say Puma. And it's like the amount of visibility is massive. Mm. Now you also like, I'm the only person out there who's busting his ass to get, can you switch the camera lenses? You usually yep. do Ryan to make it uh, basically, I'm the only person out there, at least that I know of, that's investing all this money in the media also to try to put out this storytelling experience because this was a really cool weekend. Even though we didn't set the world record, it was four very – like there was actually six athletes in the running for a very impressive time. It's mm -hmm. valuable for the brand. Yeah. And like for somebody like yourself, I was going to ask in the questions like I'm you have your own business, but I'm assuming if you got sponsors, it make things a lot easier on your lifestyle, correct? Correct, yeah. 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 And why would I, if I, I own a supplement company, why would I invest in, in high rocks knowing that I'm going to give you James a bunch of money, but what's the likelihood that people are going to be able to come in and be able to see any of the, the efforts that you're putting on when there's no cameras around? Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. tough. Yeah. It's like the, like, you know, my, my online business now, Hunter, has been operating for a year. And, 
I can have the best, I can be the best co- online coach. I can have the best form of programming. But if there's, if I'm not marketing it, if I'm not advertising it, there's no point. There, there's literally no point. And that's what you're saying. And, you know, like I'm, I'm at a point with not only my own um, kind of brand as an athlete, but also my brand as a coach, um, I'm trying to create more traction and, and exposure. And, and I'm going to be totally blunt here. Like, me racing, like, I was 100% going to come over and and do pro, uh, and 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 do the doubles on the weekend because I was racing you. If no one else, if someone else was going, if Tim, if Tim and Sandy were going back and trying to re, like, trying to beat their world record, I I wouldn't have bothered. Does that make sense? <laughs> oh, it does. And I mean, like, you got to draw up the sport is is the man sitting in our top right corner, not anyone else, you know? Well, exactly. I mean, I think that's just because, though, I've been successful enough that I've done well, which is great. And I appreciate you guys saying the nice words. But it's also because the investment of time that we're putting behind the media. We're storytelling at this point. It's 100% yeah, what we're doing. Um, we've got Even- some comments coming in from Cooters. Uh, Cooters. Uh, with a really bad looking shirtless picture here with a lot of neg a lot of negativity coming in from the coots. Um, he says it's poorly judged, understaffed, and uh poorly movement standards are enforced. Ooh, the coots. I'm assuming coots is probably one of those kind of guys who's like bottom middle pack age grouper who probably got <laughs> passed by some guy with a slightly less good looking shirtless pick, and he's ripped yeah. best. Coots, you kind of seem like one of the guys who does the wall balls with the box underneath them. <laughs> is that what you are, Cooters? I thought Cooters you were going to do that on the weekend, Hunter. I mean, to his point, I, I am one of those middle of the road, like uh, don't make it to the podium, but still have a good time, train hard. And for fitness movement standards, there was some talk uh, of what happened when me and my doubles partner were in uh, the sandbag lunge. And uh, I accidentally dropped it on the end because if that's what we had going on a few years in the past and every judge was like, okay, you can rest over on the side. And when that happened, what the actual rule, rule book state is that there's a five meter penalty, not an instant DQ. If you do it again, then it's an instant DQ. The head judge that I was arguing with was coming at me saying, absolutely not. You're DQ'd. And then I, you know, had some words and, and, uh, made her understand that that's not going to happen. Uh, and then, but you look back at the rule book and that shouldn't have been her first go-to. It should have been, Hey, you dropped it. You can't rest here on the side. Here's a five or 10 meter penalty. And her first thought was you dropped it. You're DQ'd. And that what, where's the standards there? Look yeah. at the rule book. If you're a head judge and then enforce what the actual rule book states. Yeah. The, but like the one thing the one thing I talk to my athletes a lot about, Ryan, is not necessarily like I don't think the standards of the sport is the main problem right now. It's the it's the chat about the inconsistency on of the of the courses, and that's obviously what we like, hear about all the time. But if that's what it's going to be like, then everyone should be you more play to that rules. Yeah, you just play for that well, rule. You, you're playing the game. You're you're choosing to play this game, right? So at this play point, it. it's horses, not courses. You gotta, you gotta, yep. um, you gotta understand that. 
I mean, I really yeah. wanted to get the record this weekend, and I thought we were moving like f- super fucking yeah. fast. But You're forty-seven seconds off. I how thought we you, were way faster than that. How have you felt? Like, be honest, Hunter. Like, you obviously flew over over the pond, across the pond, to to get the world record. Like, how have you felt since not achieving that? I mean, I don't really care at this point. I I just went and looked at all the science and. I was like, all right, fuck it. I didn't get it. I'm not happy about it, but what am I going to do? I'm not going to sit here and cry. So I'm just getting back to work. Yeah. Just getting back to work. It's whatever, dude. Like, no one's going to remember this race. I'm sure, like, Michael Sambach and uh, Tim Winish are in a bubble bath right now together, giggling, drinking grape soda. So excited about how they fucking won something. But anytime we go against each other and individuals, they're a half an hour behind me, so it doesn't really matter. But, you know, rightfully so, they hold the record still. And I congratulate them on that. So I'm going to yeah. let them have their fun while it lasts. But um, yeah. out of curiosity, we'll keep on running with this thing. Uh, You've told us about your business. I, and like, So for somebody who is just like, I don't know how to really determine pro in this sport just yet. Like, I don't think there's a lot of people that independently are self-sustained in the sport as of now. What would you say the next like biggest chapter of development is going to be for you? Do you think it's going to be developing your business, trying to get more sponsors, trying to be more competitive? Like, I, I know that you, you've got a very successful business, but if you really want to be doing this thing full time, which it seems like you've pulled off in like a year, what do you need to do to sustain yourself? Because admittedly, like, uh, I went broke on this sport for the first four years of it. I'm on my fifth year and we're finally making a buck yeah um i need to restructure my business first and foremost hunter like um i'm getting to the point where i'm just overworking myself because my brand my my business my product is personalized coaching so i spend all my time um talking like communicating with my athletes which i love but it's getting to the point where i just kind of keep up as well so um, there's a potential in obviously restructuring that so uh, to the point where I can continue to grow and, you know, the brand grows, I financially grow, my exposure of this sport grows. But, like, I'll be the first to say, mate, um, I'll, I'll give you an example. When um, I, I started this business right off the bat, when I, when I won my first ever high rocks, my first ever race, and I did a sub 60 on debut, due to that, it allowed me to kind of, um, you know, get my business up and running, okay? So I did well my first race, boom. Um, you know, I ended up um, doing well at the World Champs, and obviously that whole story of me not making the Elite 15, getting a call up and doing well, really exposed my business again. And then obviously winning winning the first ever High Rocks in Australia has, has done me wonders as well. So what I'm saying here is, you know, I'm not putting pressure on myself here, but I've got to, I've got to continue to grind and continue to grow as an athlete myself to allow my business to grow. And I said, you know, as much as they aren't, they aren't even um, elite 15 
qualifying times, but I've raced twice this year and I've won twice this year. And people love winners, mate. Winning people is valuable, winners. dude. Winning is yeah. valuable. What, JK, what does BFT stand for? That's your brand, right? JK BFT. What does that stand for? No, uh, no, it's not. Well, but, no, it it stands for well, body fit tropical. <laughs> body fit training, mate. Body fit training is a group training facility that I am uh, the ambassador for. Oh. So, so my my brand is JK Hybrid Training, uh, which is personalized online coaching, and then I work for Body Fit Training, which is a uh, which is a form of like strength and conditioning group training facilities. It started out in Australia, but now it's global. Trying to hit the um, trying to hit the European market at the moment. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah. How many athletes? How many? How many sponsors do you have right now that um that pay you? Um, two. Yeah. <laughs> two. Yeah. Real. Real nice. Um. It. Yeah. And mate. Oh, like Hunter. This time last year, I had never had a sponsor. I had never gotten paid a dime from this type of work. So um, listen, I, I'm not trying to say any of this kind of stuff to, to, to minimize you. I'm I, I, out of curiosity. No, no, no. When I first yeah. started, dude, I used to, um, I used to just like have to try to put together any kind of deals. I remember rock tape used to pay me $125 a month. And there was this guy named Stefano. I hope you hear this. You piece of shit human being. Um, and he was the athlete director and the dude was such a fucking asshat. He used to ask me to wear tape all the time, even if I wasn't injured. And he would like yell at me. Like he would talk down to me like a dog that had pissed on the carpet. And the, the, the way that you have to like develop your, your brand and the things you have to put up with when you initially are starting, like it's, it's a real grind. And out of curiosity, I want to know what you're going through right now. Cause I, I also want to help. Um, yeah. but it's one of these kind of things I think where everybody is doing better. We all collectively do better. Like if you're elevating yourself, I'm going to elevate myself because it allows you to become more competitive. It allows me to work harder to have to beat you, whatever it may be, you know, rising tides, raise all ships. But, um, yeah, I'm just curious. I mean, you started this thing less than a year ago and then you've become probably one of the most, you know, popular names in the sport, um, just in the short period of time that you've done it. Yeah. So I think, um, I think one of the biggest things that I kind of like um, focus on is like um, I keep myself accountable as much as possible to um, my communication and and relate like re- like rapport and re- like my relationships and you know like I'll give you an example prime example. Met a few um, cracking people on the weekend who potentially um, might end up like being very good for my business. And next minute, I end up making sure that on Monday morning, first thing Monday morning, I am sending them a message saying, "Great to meet you. Like, let's jump on a call." Um, that type of just com- communication and 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 just being on the front foot, mate. And you you'd be the first to understand that because if if you want to make things happen, like you can't fucking wait for it. You've you've got to you've got to make it happen. You're the one that has to make it happen. Nothing's gonna come free. 
especially in this like online world or even in our Hyrox world, like you got to make shit happen. I agree. I agree, dude. I mean, I was on a flight last night, 11 hours. Everybody, it was one of those um, Virgin Atlantic. I got to give them a shout out, dude. It's a very cool airline where everybody just seems to party in first class. There's an actual bar that everyone's sitting at and drinking. And I was sitting there just like writing emails. Mm -hmm. I was writing emails, writing business plans and stuff. And I wanted to get drunk. Trust me. I wanted to party. Everyone's having fun. There's hot chicks. There's fucking people partying. The, 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 the uh, stewardess are constantly trying to liquor you up. I'm like, gee, chill out, man. I'm trying to get some work done. She's like, ah, I drink. You, you ever watch that movie called Soul Plane with Snoop? That's exactly what it a, looks like. It has uh, Soul Plane vibe. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you got to grind, dude. I was flying back on the plane. I'm like, you know, even though this is travel for me and I got to get back home, it's everybody's Monday. I got to be working. Yeah. I had so exactly. many good, um, I had so many like, uh, you know, touch points when I was over in Birmingham, I was like, it would be wasted to not. And I'm sitting there like posting. I'm like, here's a post about builder. I'm contacting the guys. I'm gonna get ready for the show tomorrow. I need the, these things like boom, 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 boom. It's, it's, it'd be silly not to. I mean, I think yeah. if anybody's listening to this thing and with the growth of high rocks right now and the way that it's going, if you are somebody who's got your toe in the water, like you better just fucking dive in. Cause exactly. it's, the, what I've been telling a lot of people is like, this wave is picking up. I don't know how long high rocks is going to last, how big it's going to get, whatever. But if your surfboard's not ready and you're not fucking prime, the wave's going to pass over you. Someone mm-hmm. else is going to pick up the opportunity because you missed your spot. So yeah. Do you think, right um, do you think right here, right now, like, do you have more confidence in high rocks growing and, and expanding and, and becoming an elite sport more than you did when you were in the Spartan world, OCR world? Yeah, the level of professionalism and the brands that are getting involved um, is at such a higher level and the media, like not like the media hype around it. Like Spartan Race was one of these kind of things where everyone's like getting out of the mud and they're like, woo! <laughs> and they're like drinking, they're like spring break. Yeah. Like there was that message in media. Like even though there's the level of like elation and happiness and then pictures that are with high rocks, there's a level of professionalism. It's more related to that kind of Iron Man feel. Like it's an accomplishment. It's a success yeah. where like I was always embarrassed when I'd get on flights next to people and they'd be like, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm a professional fucking mud runner, bitch. <laughs> like, I'm like, you know, the one, you know, the one your niece went to last week, tripped over, fell on her flat on her face. I was like, I was, the I, guy who passed I was like, I'm the beast. I'm the guy who climbs on things that children usually do. Like, yeah. It was very hard. And, you know, yesterday I flew home with the check that I won for world championships and everyone's sitting there and be like, holy shit, what is this? What'd you do? And I was able to explain it. And it was such more of a tangible and explainable and like relatable and excitable conversation than when I was flying home with another humongous check from Tough Mudder. I was walking home with like $25,000, $50,000 checks sometimes from Tough Mudder and stuff. They'd be like, you want 50 grand at a Tough Mudder? Like, what the fuck? I, like, I thought that was for people who were like drunk and I was like, no. So there was, there was some, some, some serious, there's a serious level of development behind this. And you can tell that there's a lot of legs behind it. I mean, I've definitely had some really interesting conversations and there's a reason why, I mean, I quit last year and now I'm back. So I think 
if people were smart enough to see what's on the horizon and invested and diligent enough, which you quickly did in one year's time, like you all of a sudden went from, I don't even know what the fuck you did for a living, by the way, before this, but you've now gone to the point where you're traveling around the world and racing at a professional level and we're at world championships and have dozens upon dozens of athletes and stuff. You're doing it. So doing it, you know, I have a couple of my friends that had the same opportunity as you and didn't. So I, I um, I'm proud of you. Thanks. Uh, Thanks daddy. So I'm out of curiosity. Cause I always like to give you shit. And I think a lot of people think that like my version of giving shit to you is like, we don't like each other. We're literally yeah. as soon as the race done, we spent the whole day together hanging out. I think a lot of people just like look at the internet and they're like, this is a real fight. There's real blood in the water here. They hate each other. Right. Some, I, some creepy high so, rocks. Sorry, go ahead. I got, I got so many messages. Oh, I got go. so many and messages. Get out of the bathroom, JK, and <laughs> get a place where you control the light switch. Right. <laughs> I'm living in Germany and I, I don't know how to change the light switches to not turn on and off. Anyway. I got so many messages last night when you posted the story of fucking Ricky. Fastest like, man what's, UK, or what, in uh, What's Germany, this beef with Germany. you and Hunter? Like, what's this beef with you and Hunter? Like, <laughs> people are people are fucking idiots, dude. I, I'll just show you how this all came about. So we have our media team. We have a company called McIntyre Media Management that display like creates all of the media. So I say, hey guys, make me a slide for Ricky, uh, not Ricky and I, for James and I. And they just send two options. They have the one with you, and then they have the one with Ricky Garrard on the bottom. And I, and then everyone comments. They're like, "What's the best for the business right now?" I don't even make the fucking choice. Yeah, yeah. And there's a whole <laughs> team of people working behind this thing, and the people are like, "Hunter's an asshole. He put it down there just to shit on James." <laughs> and like, it's it's just yeah. all fun. Like, we're all having a good time. Nobody else is doing this, and like. The whole world record thing, I didn't know if I was going to set the world record, but what's more interesting, me not talking about trying to go out for a world record or making a video of me talking about albino pythons taking the world record, and we missed it. No fucking big deal. Yeah. And it's just on to the next thing. But there's these, like, High Rock super fans that are, like, bubbling in this little <laughs> room right now. Being, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's too much. All right, you guys talk amongst each other. I got to piss, and then uh, we'll get back to the show. Everyone Ryan. knows I have to take my midway pee break. Sponsored midway pee break. Ryan, do you like Stella, the beer? Stella? Uh, yes, mainly because when you order it, order it at a bar, you get uh, a chalice that is yeah. unlike any other glass that, that any other beer served in. Yeah, it's so good in those. Ella, your go-to? Cold. Well, Hunter, I bought, I bought Hunter one on Saturday afternoon. Yeah. And he's so rude. He doesn't drink it. Like he. No, he when when he's it. over there, it's uh, it's cider or bust. Yeah, I don't know what he was drinking. He was drinking something weird. Yeah. Wasn't a cider. No, it wasn't. It wasn't cider. He was drinking some sort of weird weird beers. But yeah, I'm the same. Those those cellars are nice. Those uh. We're just talking, Hunter. Hey, I, I your beer Stella's tastes like fucking shit. Shut up! You, you, Dude, I literally bought you like five. And if you, you lived under five. a bridge and there was no other sustenance there except for Stella, I'd knock them all over and I'd starve to death. They'd be like, "How did Hunter <laughs> die?" He's like, he refused to he drink that dirty Stella. fart beer. Uh, you, you were drinking. Well, were you drinking cider? 
No, I don't think I was drinking cider. I was drinking I was drinking pale ales and stuff. Dude, yeah. I'm gonna have my own beer one day, and you guys are gonna be super fucking jealous. What are you gonna call it? I don't know if I have to if I say this out loud, it's gonna maybe screw the, up the project. Alright. So, we'll just we'll just message me. Oh well. So I just switched over, guys. I went from Mint uh Wintergreen. Wasn't a super fan. Maybe I'm just being a dick. Now I'm on we vanilla. All right, guys, so let's just figure this out. Let's just see how that goes. Okay, so we got Antonio Lopez saying WC water, guys. What is WC? WC. Yeah. JK, JK needs some builder to fit into that top. <laughs> I think, are you wearing your girlfriend's blouse right now? <laughs> Mate, I don't, need, I don't need shit right now. I'm... I'm looking I'm looking pretty good. You kind of got the body of a bird if I plucked off all the feathers. <laughs> what does that mean? Just what very, does that mean? Very rib cagey. Is it rib cagey? Yeah, very rib cagey. Where I'm kind of I got like a I got like a water buffalo. You know like that when they like slow-mo in those National Geographic things like the big beast prime male coming in and they're like it's mating season and there's about to be a fight. They're like this is the guy. Yeah. That's what, just the way I'm built. I think John Wynn has probably the, the best the best body out of all the Elite Fifteens. I think John Wynn literally measures and does everything to like the most umpteenth tea. As yeah, far as his I, food goes and drink. I don't like think he, I don't think I don't think he drinks anything. I don't think he eats anything. I think he's a very measured man to sustain his lifestyle and kind of because he used to be a man of substance. I, um, I'm a man of extremism. Like, I just, like, I need to go. I got I, beer drinking season. I drank all weekend long, not to the point of, like, blackout falling asleep under a car. But, like, I drank all weekend long, and I will now go clean. And I drank all summer. I partied all summer. And I will now go clean for the next six weeks until Stockholm. And then I'll just party for a month again. So when you say like, because uh, I'm intrigued with that because that's how I kind of have been as well, Hunter. But when you say you go clean, you go cold turkey, won't touch a beer until Stockholm. No, not really. I mean, like if you if I sat down with my mom and she poured me a glass of wine, I'd probably drink half of it. Yeah. Because I'm not a prick. Like, um, and I also recognize, like, dude, we had so much fun just sitting down after the event, catching up, drinking beer around a table. It's a very social experience. Like, beer right. is not going to kill you. Like, anything can kill you if you abuse it. So I don't abuse these things. Like, I use it as a social kind of liquefier. It just kind of greases the grooves of the situation. You get to meet new people. You sit down at the bar. There's racers after the event. Everyone's having a good time. Like, it's just, it's just how I do it. And, I, I, you know, I would also like to say that uh, non-alcoholic beer is really making a come up. Like even uh, I love athletic brewing. Or like athletic brewing, Heineken, uh, they all have F, uh, uh, NAs right now, and athletic brewing tastes just like an IPA. Like they're uh, those glasses are fucking the, fetch. The, the aqua, uh, aqua colored can tastes just like an IPA. I love Dude, it. Noel Radigan's here. Jesus, hey, the beast. The my boy, beast. dude. Heineken, Heineken's a serial killer beer. And even I might see someone drinking Heineken, I'm like, how many bodies you got under your basement? Why? What, why fucking, is Heineken bad? 
It's just not that great. It's a little bit odd, too. It's like an old-timer beer. My dad used to drink Heineken. And my dad was a borderline serial killer. I so, think I think the time I wanted to drink Heineken the most was when Austin Powers was uh, at its peak. And then he had Austin. He's like, keep your hands off my Heine. <laughs> I wasn't a beer drinking age. But I really you wanted to think, drink Heineken. Like, that dude's career was so massive, and then he disappeared. That stuff weirds me out. Like, I want to know what happened in that moment where you're the top comedian in the world. Because, dude, Austin Powers was, like, probably the number one thing at the time. And oh, yeah. gone. What happened? Gone, gone. Do, do you know what happened? I have no clue. But it's kind of almost like Jim, Jim Carrey. It's like, why do I need to do anything else? I've I've made it. And now I just get to live and have fun. I'm assuming like it's just like you're an artist or something like that. And you're just like don't believe in your art anymore. I don't know. Um, mm. I would say movies are starting to go towards shit rather than like being exciting. Um, let's rattle through some of these questions. Unless you go, I think it will just kind of take us to some different directions. But um, how can you be a borderline serial killer? Well, you don't kill somebody, Xena, but you, you fantasize about it. All right? We've all been there. Um, okay. Ooh, this one's, this one's interesting. From Safi. Do you know any single athlete friends? I'm in Barcelona, high rocks for 25 days. Send them my way. Oh, someone's looking for some like D. That. Someone's looking for some let's D. Play, Anybody wants? Matchmaker. Yeah, let's oh, Safi's um, looking for some D. That's an interesting oh, that's that's a super nice conversation. Yeah. I've got a few athletes in Barcelona that I could, uh, Match, make a match, make a make me a match. (laughs) Um, Are we looking for builder ambassadors in Netherlands? That's the only place that we do not ship to in Europe because the Netherlands has a very, very hard time getting in products. Yeah. Tax wise? Uh, No, dude. It's just like mailing. The process of like mailing into there uh, is just a very complicated thing. Like it just will take three to four weeks or just disappear. I don't really understand. Um, Michael Ten Vale wants to know the single best piece of advice for improving high rocks time. Since you're coach Kelly, what do you think? The single best advice to improve your high rocks time. Yeah. Hmm. Get a good coach. Get a good personalized coach. But. Hmm. I mean, there's no single. There's no single thing to like, – I can't answer that because I don't know him. You know what I mean? What would you say? Like the single – like you answer it, the single thing. There's no single thing. I would say that most people – like the biggest mistake is is like if you need to look at the average time of a pro high rocks or whatever wave you're in and you need to run for that distance every couple of weeks continuously. Like I see all these people come in like with like big butts and tits and shoulders or abs and pecs and arms, and you just see them dead halfway through the race. Like their yeah. stamina is shit. Like I think so many people do not recognize this is an endurance race. Like when I see somebody when I'm like gonna compete against them and all I do is just see them posting like videos in the gym and all this kind of stuff, or if I go look them up on Strava and they're not pumping out like at least against me pumping out 10 hours of endurance a week. I'm like, you're fucked. I'm a 20 hour a week guy of endurance. Like you're not even putting half the work that I am. And 
that's what it takes to develop the oxidative systems. You need to be fit. But, but right. So the aerobic volume and like periodizing that, but when you, so when you're four weeks out of a single, like an individual race, Mm -hmm. are you, are you running, are you running uh, more than 90 minutes at a time? No, usually they're bike sessions. Right, to get off. Longer, longer stuff. But, dude, if you think about it, like, right now I'm doing two-hour runs all the time. All the time. Two-hour runs, yeah. The guy who just set the marathon world record was doing 180-mile weeks for for four months ahead of time. And if he's doing, like, we did the math on it. It's like 20 to 25 hours worth of endurance training a week. Yeah. So – like if I was going to take somebody like you and you're like, man, I really want to just bang up my high rocks time. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to put you between 15 and 22 hours worth of volume a week, just for about six to eight weeks and just see what happens to your body. It doesn't have to be hard. You can do it on the bike. You can run, you can ski or we'll blend it all up. So you're touching all the bases. But in reality, like what's going to happen is, is my body is so much more efficient. It is sustaining it 85 plus plus percent than yours is just is because my body is just more efficient. If you look at the science on it, you just, your body gets more efficient. It's cycling out lactic acid in, in all systems over time, the fitter you get. So what happens is, is like, if this is a science project and your body is taking in one liter worth of lactic acid per, you know, per 10 minutes or something like that. I don't even know if that's a real metric. If I can cycle through it, at, you know, let's just say six, um, 60% of a liter every 10 minutes, my body yeah. cycles through where yours only does 50, uh, 50% of a liter over yeah. time. Eventually you will pop before me just based on that math. Yeah. Your body gets better at using lactic acid as a fuel and rechanneling it back into the body and continuing to move on. And I know that's for like, you know, that was for basic people, but I would say endurance is the biggest lack of most competitors novice to pro yeah yeah um how many beers did you drink that night and are you definitely doing vienna how many beers did you think you drank when on saturday night yeah good quick georgie and i actually are i reckon maybe only like 10 maybe yeah i think i had probably 15 plus oh righto no but i just stayed out a lot i stayed out longer than you that's oh, a pregame okay. for an Aussie, right? Ten beers, <laughs> ten beers. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. before you get out of bed. Yeah, what? But what time? Like we called it quits at like eleven, I think. It wasn't a, it wasn't a big, big rager, you know. Three a.m. for me. Was it actually? You kept we going. We, we didn't get pizza until one. Yeah, but oh. I put you to remember. I went up and put you to put you to bed. Came back down. Oh. Came back down, and then I saw Tony Revel, uh, Kieran, and a couple other people. And then I just was sitting there, and they're like, Do you, and then they bought me a round. And then they're like, we had another round. They're like, Do you want to get pizza? And then it was like an hour long for the pizza. And it was like, it just went. Just went. At no point was I falling over. It just was kind of going on. Um, a lot of questions about hydro and strength X2. Have you? buying pre two when you take them. This is really a curiosity of mine. 
I don't get with somebody who's invested as you are in performance why you're not taking beta alanine. There's just like no anybody who's listening to this and is doing high rocks or CrossFit, if you're not taking beta alanine, you're making a huge mistake. There's just no why? reason not to. Why? Are you saying that, Ryan? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah. But you just bought that. How long ago? <laughs> today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you fucking greasy piece of shit. It, it literally came today due to our chat on the weekend, Hunter. I'll be honest with you. The like, same reason with that science project thing I was telling you about. So that yeah. was fitness will change it. The only thing that can prove that is your fitness or the chemical reaction by counteracting it with beta alanine. Yeah. 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 I've never been. I've never been a supplement guy. I've never been a. I, I don't know. I've just always been like old school. And like, you know, I'm not saying that's right. I'm not saying that's wrong. It's just literally again. It's literally just new to me. Like getting getting into it. But also like, even I'll be honest with you. Like I like learning why is is the most critical thing. And like, you see all those now, books in the background. Yeah, yeah. Let's say thirty percent of them are like you know books that have nothing to do with exercise science, but almost all of them are exercise science books. Yeah, and like biographies on athletes and stuff. And if you look, like go buy the book "I'm Here to Win" about Chris McCormack, and you can understand like these people at the highest level of sport. It's a science project. It's nothing to do with their training because they're all putting the same amount of training in. But then. They need to look at each other's independent body and create a science project around it. Yeah. Like it, it, it's, you know it's, what? it's like, gotta be. I'll, I'll give you a book that kind of defines me and has defined me as an athlete coach is, um, everybody. Has, <laughs> no. Um, do you know how bad do you want it by Matt Fitzgerald? Mm, I think I started reading it and didn't finish it. It's as simple as mind over matter, like your mind over your physicality, and that and that's literally my 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 thought, like what I preach. It's just your men, your mental fitness and your mental stamina, and is is so much more important than anything. And look, I'm not necessarily saying I'm right there, but that's how, that's what I believe, and that's what I've kind of based my athleticism on to date. Until, until these bad boys kick in. You should boof one and then eat the rest. <laughs> what? Um, this guy wants to know, how do you stay motivated during training? Coming from Seth Barry 572. How do I stay motivated? Motivation is a myth, Barry. I mean... Repetition like, and... Right, like... <laughs> How many days of the week do you would you say that you're you wake up and you're motivated to go on your two hour long run? To, like, like there's so many days that I feel shit and I I would rather be watching TV and and eating corn chips. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. man, motivation. It's. I use hate. Taco flavored Seventy thirty split, seventy percent joy, thirty percent hate. Yeah, yeah. It's like the the concept of like, uh, you know, take an example. Like a lot of my athletes like get upset or or get worried if they don't feel good all the time in their training. 
Like, they're like, oh, my God, I didn't feel good today. Like, you know, my response is like, you're not meant to feel good every day. You're not meant to. And you know what? If you feel good every day training, then you're actually doing it wrong. You should be fucking feeling shit sometimes. And not not only shit, but like the Sundays, like I feel fucking terrible. And you just got to fucking do it. I think that might be the uh, gray clouds that are around you surrounded in uh, Germany. Yeah, bump festival. Uh, right. What's your what's your max heart rate and what's your resting heart rate? Do you even track that? Do you know how to do math? What's the education no. system like down in Australia? Do you guys just take you guys still live in caves and draw pictures on the wall and that's how you guys yeah. teach each other shit? That's exactly what we do. That's exactly I my resting heart rate is forty at the moment. Dude, I get down to twenty nine sometimes. Fuck no, you don't, mate. Swear to God. Is that on the wristwatch or is is that on the chest strap? We use pulse oximeters. You get down to to 29. Yeah, man. We would – the fittest I think at least I've been with that is I was training and living in Sun Valley, Idaho, and I was working with this guy who was a cross-country ski coach, and we were using this thing called Omega Wave, which is like a more efficient version of heart rate variability instead of that hood wrap product called Whoop. But – uh, we were, we were testing it for three months straight all the time. It was just like spot on. You always had to be doing it. We got really into it, but now I just run a, run a puller. What's your max heart rate? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Like I should try and test that out, but my, like, to be honest, my, my heart rate on the weekend, as I wore my, my zone, like it only got up to 174. Soft. Um, Soft. yeah, but yeah, what's so what you're 30, like what's your 30, what 35, 34 years old. Yeah. What's your, like, what's, what can you get your heart rate up to? Maybe like a buck 84, 84, 184 now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, let's see here. How do you, this is a good one for you. How do you overcome travel to compete at the highest level abroad? Can you repeat that again? How do you overcome the travel to compete uh, at a high level? Yeah. How many days I mean, beforehand are you showing up to Chicago? I'm, I'm making sure that I'm, I'm there in Chicago by the Tuesday at the, at, at the latest. Um, Last year is a typical example. I traveled so much and, and that was on my own accord. And um, I personally think that it's more of a, it's more in people's head about the travel thing. And I just think if you are, you're, if, you're, if you're choosing to travel for an event that you're choosing to do, then like stop whining about the travel you're choosing to do it <laughs> like you just gotta take some I, baby aspirin and shut the fuck up oh man exactly i mean yes there's time difference yes there's fucking like you know not sleeping whatever but i, I don't know you just you just do it and um if it doesn't feel as good then it doesn't feel as as good i don't know i it literally just hasn't been a thing for me yes yes it, it sucks sometimes but you just make it work Oh, I, I got a question. What what do you eat while traveling like through the airport and stuff? Beef jerky? 
because obviously the the plethora of shitty foods is all throughout the airport but like uh packing up and making sure that you don't go starving like what what do you eat pre-airport at airport yeah like in terms of snacks in airports i'm a nuts guy Mm. i love like i love peanuts and salted nuts I'm I'm more of a nuts guy, and then you know that this one thing. No matter how big the flight is, I'll never I'll never um, eat the plain food Airport that they food. give me. Yeah, yeah. But that's just because there was one flight when I was like 21 or something. I was coming back from um, Europe, and I got so sick from their plain food that it it has just scarred me ever since, and I'll never touch plain food again. I was going over to Manchester. They had the chicken parmesan, and I was like, "I will have the meat and cheese uh, order." I just got whatever the nut. It was nuts, little cheese packets, and and like salami. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're different people. I'm I'm eating street meat at all times. <laughs> you, you love it, don't you? Mm-hmm. Joe. Mm. <laughs> trying to keep these questions yeah. going. There's so many of these freaking questions, dudes. Hey, what was the shit talk going on on the rowers? Actually, good question. What 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 did Graham say to you? No, I said something to Graham. I basically just told Graham that uh, my easy pace was basically his hard yeah. pace. And he looked like he was gonna blow up. <laughs> That's right. Ryan, Graham did you literally see me... looked like his head was on fire. Did you see me shoulder barge hunter coming out of the ski? Yeah, it was a dirty no. move. No. You yeah. then he used so much energy there. to try to move my big body that he then <laughs> I never saw him after that point for the rest of the race. <laughs> yeah, you guys, we literally gapped you by 30 seconds after that station. How does my shoulder taste, Hunter? Uh, it was pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> Is it possible your time would be faster if you if the event was even shorter? I don't know how any we make the event that math shorter. wouldn't add up. What are you fucking talking about, Lucas? Mm. We've got a lot of people that never got out of high school that watch this show. So... Mm. That's oh, GED yeah, um, math right there. Hunter, I did a mm. I did a, a threshold run today on on the treadmill. Um, ooh, ooh, right. And mm. I I personally just want to know what you would do in your prime, like leading into a big race. It's nice and simple, eight by one kilometers with a one minute break only in between. Um, and I average. 334s. Oh, right. Dude. I would probably what, be at like, like what would three, you be doing? 3 to 310. At, really? Yeah, cuz there's this guy blue that I run with who was a Nike marathon running coach. I think he's a 219 marathoner. Like we leading up for the last 6 to 8 weeks we're doing 5 by 5 every single week in the last 2 weeks I mean, we are doing like 520 pace and I did two sub five minute miles in the middle of that. And you only take 90 seconds to two minutes off of easy jogging in between. So we're doing 25 minutes of hard work. Um, and, you know, warm up, cool down of about two miles each. So you're going in with two miles, then you're running about five miles worth of intervals and then you're cooling down. So we we're doing like nine mile sessions. And I remember like one of the last videos I posted before I went to world championships, I ran two sub five minute miles off of, off of that. 
and I was at 200 pounds. That's crazy speed, mate. Crazy speed. Yeah. The thing is, is I was just a very fast runner before, and now I'm just a bigger, fast runner. Yeah. So are you, you've been able to keep your speed even at a bigger weight. Um, is that what you're saying? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just use the bike a lot to not get hurt. Like I will go today and I'm going to go out and do Murph training. So I'll, I'll lift, I'll do my two lifts and then I'll do probably two 14 to 18 minute EMOMs with a weight vest on. And then if I feel really beat up, I'll, I, I won't force myself to go out and run afterwards. I'll force myself, I'll get on the bike and I'll do a two hour bike to three hour bike or do um or do like a 80 minute run but i'm not mm -hmm. i'm not hung up on it at least at this time of year because we're so far away and i guarantee if i go look at everybody's social media that i'm competing against they're just beating the shit out of themselves yeah beating it up beating up beating it up because it's better it's more important to be running fast miles in april and may than it is to be doing fast miles now i have no ego attachment i I did no workouts leading up to this event and I was holding, you know, mid fives the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not necessary. Um, running is the most injury prone sport in the entire world. Like yeah. Probably. So you just got to be really careful about it. It's better to be like, I, I did an interview before we went and competed and the guy said, what was your greatest athletic accomplishment? And I said, basically being injury free for 12 years. Because I was able to do all the things I wanted over my career and continue to grow and get better. And I, you were going to get better every single year. Even if it was by 1%, I'm 12% better than when I started. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's got to be a game of that. Um, is there any noticeable differences uh, between continents? Uh, I'd say America's races just feel fucking harder. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, what would you say your favorite high rock shoe is? I, I'm I'm paid to say this, but I want to know your opinion. High rock shoe specifically are the are the Pumas. Oh, uh, the, I didn't even uh, have to fucking say it. It's no big deal. Yeah. Mate, yeah, I, I, you would have teamed up with Puma were it not for it being a great race shoe. Dude, before I mean, they sponsored me, I set all well world records for taken, two yeah, years. You could have taken money from another company, but if it ends up giving you blisters, obviously, okay, great, you're getting a paycheck, but it's not going to help you win. Pumas actually help you win, you know. We and had a big offer on the table from a. We had a big offer on the table from another company to partner up this year, and I wasn't willing to race or or train in. I was willing to train their shoes, but I wasn't willing to race in their shoes, and it just made it um, a non-negotiable. Yeah. Um, what's your best 10k PB? I've done a 30, 32, 32 uh, with change, 32.30. That's wow. wicked fucking fast. Yeah, yeah. But, like, that was maybe five or six years ago um, when I was just purely running. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably be a 30 – at the moment, I'd probably be a 35 or just shy of – yeah, just sub 35. That's wicked fucking fast. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. I mean – I know it's he, really it's, it's Kyle's really time. Kyle came in, said he what he got thirty eight. It's not bad. 
That's not bad for him, though. That, yeah. That's pretty... Yeah. That's not bad. There's so many goddamn questions, dude. This is crazy. What... What, um... What's uh, Jake Williamson's 10K time? Who's Jake Williamson? Oh! Oh, Jake um, Williams? Jakey, oh. PB. Um... I think he's probably like a 31-something guy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Marshall Couples heard that Kent and Rich Ryan are hitting 60-plus miles a week running <laughs> right now. Well, I'll say about both of them, they suck. <laughs> they fucking suck. So who gives a shit about that math, Marshall Couples? Yeah. <laughs> Rich Ryan can eat a fucking burrito full of shit. Hey, I, I want to know who came up with the name for Battle Bunker of the uh, the Bob test. Call it the Bobby Boucher because when I saw that, I love that freaking movie. I don't know. I think it was probably I, I didn't create Boucher. it. I didn't create it. Uh, I didn't create it. Uh, Hunter, if yeah. you had to, if you had to share a room with one other elite fifteen athlete, who would it be, and why? Ryan Kent. You no, guys got I'm gonna be like Hogan, you, John Wynn. Like those are my friends. I also love Toby Lautvine. <laughs> yeah, I love Toby, my sweet, sweet Toby. <laughs> like I've built some friends. Like I don't really dislike anybody in the Elite 15. Like I talk shit, but that's because it's life. It's just fun. Anybody who gets emotionally hung up on that, that's their fault. Um, but. You know, you're my friend, so I hung out with you after the event. I like Graham a lot, too, now. Like, those are the guys. Like, I think I could very easily have a sleepover with you guys and laugh <laughs> my ass off. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I feel I feel like those are pretty good crew. Um, yeah. Toby's the shit, though. Tom and I have traveled around the world together and had so much fun. Like, you know, there's just a couple group of guys where it's like sleep's less important than hanging out right now. I'd yeah. rather sit here and watch action movies until 3 a.m. and just <laughs> laugh my ass off. Like Kyle, my buddy Kyle is one of my best friends. We've done all these Ironmans together. We were up in our hotel room until like 4 in the morning watching The Edge. And just like it was awesome. And now when I'm doing my Ironman, obviously you should have been sleeping. And I was just thinking about The Edge on my bike. I'm like, yeah, bitch. <laughs> fucking bear's not going to do shit to me. Got my boy Kyle. Yeah. It's good. There's so many questions. A lot of them are just useless. Um, a lot of women, a lot of cougars in here trying to throw themselves into the pit of fire. So just letting you know if you're lacking any love, I've got some connections for you. Um, I'm in love, but, thanks, mate. I'm no, no, I, I see. You and Georgie have a really good thing going on. I'm just bullshitting. Uh, how do you feel about nutrition? Somebody wanted to know, what's your nutrition life like? I'm pretty uh, stock standard, like – a lot of carbs in the morning before my first workout. You seem um, like a guy who eats a lot of soup. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, why why do you a, say that? He's a I'm soup du jour guy. I'm calling you a pussy. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I mean, why soup? Because <laughs> only soft people eat soup. You ever see somebody eat soup and they wear like mittens all the time for no fucking reason? <laughs> That's me. On their soup? You're that kind of guy. <laughs> Yeah. I'll take down some broccoli, uh, ch uh, cheddar, broccoli cheddar soup. Oh, you guys so should good. start a Facebook group and fucking talk about your stupid soup diet. But Hunter, we we had a chat about this with Georgie like on Saturday afternoon. We we love our like 
veggies and rice and chicken and just normal healthy shit. And you're the one that hasn't apparently eaten any vegetables in the last six months or something. What do you want me to do, dude? I'm, I'm, I believe in true north. Anything degrees off of that, I can't do it. You know I what, think, I what do you mean by that. true north? What do you mean I'm, by that? I'm trying to win world titles. There's no vegetables. I put greens powder in my smoothies every single day. I've got my own formula, but you ain't going to catch me sitting there with a plate of nonsense when I'm trying to get W's on the fucking board. What I've been starting uh, to take is that, is that go, uh, gogly, whatever the, uh, for, for greens, you know, they, they came out with the apple cider vinegar, gogly little gummies. Oh yeah. yeah I've been taking the greens one. I like they, it. Is that good? I mean, it doesn't taste bad. And I think it's, it's got your serving size worth of greens for the day. So I like it. Let's say, Hunter, what do you eat before your first big session of, of the day? Like, do you eat anything or? I'll be honey completely water. honest. So I'm about to go do my first big session. And there was about four tablespoons of honey in here and coffee, 32 ounces and a scoop and a half of builder. And then I'll just go. Is that right? Wow. Yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no point because what the amount of time it's going to take to digest protein and fats it's meaningless. It's just going to sit in my gut and it will take a while and we'll just draw blood from it. Um, it, it just, it's too much work for my body to do. So I'll go out there. And last night I was eating tons of carbohydrates and stuff before bedtime. Like it's, it's already stored in my body. Yeah. So my day gets heavier throughout the day and it's, it's, it's much more necessary to have a better level of digestion and eat a lot of food at nighttime, digest through the night, have a light meal and go hit it. You know, breakfast is the most important meal of the day, meaning that you can totally fuck yourself with the wrong breakfast. Yeah. And, you know, I've got – I'm telling you guys only the things that I know that work for me. I'm not a scientist. I just – I've succeeded this way for many years. Alex, so. if you're listening, a really good breakfast for healthy is uh, a lot of bacon and croissants. <sighs> Dude, and what's going to happen? Let's finish off on that. What is going to happen between you guys? Do you th Where's the W? Here's here's what I think is going to happen. Alex will show that he's lost significant weight. I won't I won't deny him that. But I have not only lost significant weight, but I've uh, uh, I've got some cut and some definition going on. Yeah. Ooh, definitely going to set me above the top definition. Definition. Mm, get me all. Get me all. You're basing my turkey right now, if he, you know what I mean. He finally oh, bought some home oh. gym equipment, and he's like, Ryan screwed. I would be if it was seven weeks ago. Yeah. Are these guys tested before events? I've been on High Rocks, and some mm. of these guys are fucking huge and fit. Yeah. So it's unfair, General Natty running and enhanced guys. I think the age grouping field is probably has more people taking products than the pro field. And that's usually the, the case in most sports. So, like, what about some of the guys that were there on the weekend? Like, fucking huge. Oh, my God. Like, I am a freak, and I am nowhere near the size of these guys and nowhere near as no. lean. They just no. look like Hulk running around like that? Dude, just veins yeah. everywhere. You're just like, whoa. Yeah. What are you going to do, dude? Just beat them. Like, steroids do not make you an athlete. They enhance an athlete. And those guys are never going to beat you. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm just letting you know. Killer instinct, consistency. You'll always. What about a little JK and Hooner doubles world record? 
I don't know if I'm going to do doubles again for a while. I got just my schedule, but I wouldn't be opposed. Would not be opposed. Jake, Jake's just, James Kelly's just got to get his shit together. Well, well, mate, I one of my mates and I were talking about today. If you were going to go for the world record, you need more of a runner more than a hybrid athlete. Probably. And, so, and that's out John. Do you think you could have held? I could have done about five to ten seconds faster per K. Which is what, like, which is what three, four, three thirty-fives. Yeah. 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 That's what needed to be done, and that would have won the world record for us. We were, we were off by about five seconds, seconds per, lap. per lap. We needed, we needed. That. Yeah, but we fucking needed you, that. Yeah, but if Tim and Sandy were there. We both would have beaten them. Both of us would have beaten them. Bunch of bitches. <laughs> Bunch of bitches. Well, listen, we got to end the show because I got to get to training. Ryan, we don't have any meetings coming up, do we? Because I'm going to miss them. You got one at 11 and one at noon. Yeah, yeah. I'm not showing up hey, to yeah. either of them. But all I right. would like uh, to say with, with this podcast today, with JK all the way, we hit a record number of live viewers at about minute 19 or 20 at 76. So thank you very much for listening. Yeah, here we go. That's it. JK all the way. Uh, oh, dude, I got a fucking pimple on my leg. Help. Help. It's probably a spider fact, bite. Ryan, just quickly, yes, when are you getting to Chicago? Uh, I live about an hour and 20 with uh, traffic away, so I'm probably going to show up mid-morning. So you, you're not staying there, but not like Saturday or? I, I could stay around. I'll stay around and hang out with you for a little bit, but I, I was going to yeah, drive yeah, back. Cool. That sounds good. And Hunter, you won't be there? No, nah, Big Daddy's got a train. Oh, I thought you were going to come sell it to Megiddo. No, no, I'm not going to race anything in America until March. No. I'm not, I'm not going to race. I'm going to kill. And I know that I just been chilling too easy lately. So I got to fucking sharpen the ax a little bit before I split these bitches in half. Alex, um, um, listen guys, I think here's what I'm going to take away from this thing. I think really James is the, is the up and coming tier of high rocks athletes. I think it's something you, if you guys are a brand, you should invest in James. If you guys are looking to get coaching, I think James is a really good avenue and someone to really invest in because he seems to care a ton about the sport. Um, I don't think he knows jack shit about supplements, but that's okay. That's okay. You can talk to Hunter about it. Obviously, James doesn't even know how to keep his lights on, and that's okay. That's okay. But I think he's a really, really great guy. If you guys are anywhere in the world, including the United States or all of Europe and the U.K., Please check out what we're doing with Builder, guys. We are building products to make sure that you can do your very, very best and be able to reach your goals with the products we've designed. And I've been using for almost a decade now to support my results. So we'd love to support yours also. So check out Builder International or Buildersports.com. We have our own coaching company. It does not contradict or get in the way of what James is doing. I think James is probably a way better option if you're looking for one-on-one. I'm a terrible coach. Um, but I'm a great programmer. So if you guys are ever looking for guides and understanding the way that you should design your workouts around high rocks, I'm a good person to lean on. If you're looking for a coach, look at somebody like James, who's a far better, uh, 
hand holding one on one and uh, you know probably just a better person overall than I am as a human being. So I would invest in James because he needs some money to buy some soup and he needs a little bit more money to put those lights on. And James, I'm really looking forward to you having an amazing season. I wouldn't have had you on if I thought you were a bitch. So make it work, thanks, baby. Mate. No, thanks, mate. And I uh, appreciate the kind words. Yeah. Go, go get it, daddy. Go get it. Ooh. Go get freaking huge. The shirt is not fitting tight enough on my body, boys. Hunter, did you bring back did you bring back a representing Puma swag? Uh no, I gave it all away, but I'll just I'll Yeah, just get, you actually I'll gave some to me. I gave I gave it all away, dude. They gave us all yeah. this stuff and I just had to give it all away to the team. And I, I made sure that James got some too. But all right. Well, I'm I'm gonna you mug him in Chicago for it. You can have whatever you want. We'll just <laughs> yeah. get it for you. All right. I'll talk to you guys in a bit. Have a great day. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. We broke another fucking record. We didn't beat him this weekend, but we broke a record on the internet. Let's do this, oh. bitches. We out. Good boys. Later.